Welcome to Sports and Stogies. Now, introducing your hosts, Cameron Winklewitz and Austin Hayes. So we just finished our draft order and divisions for our fantasy league. How do you like where you ended up? Uh, I got the four, right? You got the three. I got the four. Three. A little early for my taste. I agree. And I feel like I'm in a very tricky spot because I'm still going to have the opportunity for probably Eckler or Devontae Adams, wide receiver kind of thing. You probably can't get J.J. I don't know what Trey and Larry are you know, fancy-wise what they're into, but you're going to get a top two running back, top two wide out, or Kelsey. Or Mahomes if you want to go crazy. I don't know. I hate drafting early. Same for me in the four. I'm in like the uh, the six, seven, eight range. Dude, that's right where I landed. Yeah, I'm that's my it. sweet spot. Seven? Dude, you're smack dab in the middle for both rounds. You don't have to worry about, did I take this guy too high? Did I take him too low? And odds are nobody's going to take your guy. Exactly. That's why I hate being four because I can't really project yeah. 10 picks or, what, 16 picks back to me. What else is still going to be left? Yeah, especially being this early in a 12-man league. <clears throat> and my 12 first ever 12-teamer. Man and lady league. See, so we got Trey. Co-ed. We got Trey Noy first. Then Larry. Then Cam and me. Demi at five. Matt at six. Then Shane there in the seven. Todd eight. Trey with a Y at nine. Evan, Rudog, and Mr. Bill Alexander closing things up. Picking first in the second round. I, I don't like that. I mean, I would love that too. Go 12-13. Yeah, but then your next pick is so late. Would you rather be 1 and 26 or 12 and 13? Definitely 12 and 13. I would hate uh, Not even Number close. 1 is bad. I hate it. But you get Justin Jefferson or CMC. Or David and Joku. Uh could Should be. be available. <laughs> and then division-wise, we're doing three divisions of four four people each. Uh, division one is me and Shane and both trays. Division two, Demi, Rudy, Larry, and Bill. And then division three, led by you, Matt, Evan, and Todd. Should be a pretty competitive division down there. Three. Whew. Should be across the board. I mean, I know Trey and Trey are both ballers. I'm not worried about Shane at all. Yeah, dude, because it's guaranteed first for me, so... And then each division winner, of course, makes the playoffs, and then three wild cards, right? Yeah, I'm and pretty sure. Top two teams get a buy, and then we did find out how to do the one week playoff matchups. So yeah. are you just counting on the wild card now, or what's your game plan? I'll pull a Giants. I'll pull a ten or a ten and six, and go win the Super Bowl. Okay, all right, dude. That's pretty confident. I feel good about it. I wouldn't feel that good. Not a four. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough draft spot, especially with twelve. Ah, oh, that does worry me a lot. But we'll see. I can't wait. We're about, uh, what, a month away here? A month and a half from draft day? Give or take. Yeah. At least from this draft day. We probably got one of ours coming up in, like, three weeks. Probably, yeah. That'll be a good trial run there, too. But yeah, depending that, on the position. With ours, at least and most of those, where you draw at, you can pick where you want to draft. Yeah, and it's a half PPR with three wideouts instead of two running backs, full PPR, two wideouts. That changes things, too. It does, drastically. We'll debate that more later because I love talking about the pros and cons of different kinds of leagues and how I want to be in like one of every kind, pretty much. Um, but there is a show to do here, episode 45. So pull up a chair, 
Pour up a drink. And light that cigar. It's time for Sports and Stogies. Can. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, not a super long episode planned out here, but we could usually make do with what we got. A lot of uh, off-the-wall stuff, a lot of fantasy talk, just opinion-based. Um, and then, obviously, UFC 290 coverage, because that card was electric, top to bottom. It's an understatement. Um, <clears throat> I'm personally smoking on the Magic Toast. All reliable. And... I don't even, there's no, there's not even words for this. Still number one, right? Still number one. I had to go back to it just to remind myself that it was number one because there was a couple potentials. And then to go back to the, the true champ, the toast comes back and puts it to sleep. It's like Volk going back down after losing to Islam. <laughs> He's like, guys, you guys don't have a chance. You know, you forgot how good I was. Come on now. Yeah. Don't be playing here. Um, I've got the Monte Cristo white series, vintage Connecticut, which is a gift. I guess a trade. With our boy Mike Zimmer. Uh, not had a Monty in a while. Not had a Connecticut in a while. It's a 2008 Connecticut shade wrapper with a Nicaraguan binder and then Dominican, Nicaraguan, and Peruvian long filler. Ooh, Peruvian. Yeah, pretty unique. I don't. I can't even recall another stick with Peruvian filler or tobacco of any kind. Yeah, I can't tell you off the top of my head. Um, great burn so far. Nice and even. Good draw. Little tighter than usual. Uh, but flavor-wise, m- mellow, mild, a little vanilla, a little espresso. Not my ideal stick, but I'm really digging it so far. Yeah, you're not usually a Connecticut guy. No, you're not. I was about to bring that up. But I will say, being hotter with no whiskey in here either, what I can really, like the whiskey normally overpowers a Connecticut stick for me. So maybe that's a combo, maybe. Connecticut and a uh, nice old Speedy Freeze. Yeah, I was about to say a big old cherry slushy. Yeah, those are slushies now, not speedy freezes anymore. Since in my heart, they're still speedy freeze. They 7-Eleven are. bought Speedway, dude. You're not allowed to say that anymore. We'll get Sue sued. Me. We Bring might, it. dude. Shane, hey, what do you got? I'm smoking on the Rojas Breakfast Tacos. Never smoked this before. Uh, I've never smoked a per- uh, Perfecto tip before, but I like it, dude. I lit it with a match. That's kind of cool. I feel like a baller, right? Dude, I really do. I've never lit a cigar with a match before. I don't love it for your typical cuts, but for Perfecto... You do feel like that much classier. You really do. It's just so easy to do on a Perfecto. And it is. Yeah, one match is all you need. And like, dude, this thing's pretty small. Like, it's the size of a cigarette. Wow. Lengthwise, maybe. Lengthwise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smoking heaters, dude. <laughs> the Sports <laughs> of Stogie Studio. Pulling a wolfie in here? <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing I didn't write down, but before we hit uh, sports talk, we had PCA last weekend out in Vegas. Looked like a lot of fun. I would love to go next year. Um, I know. I think we had a couple mafia guys. I know Greg was out there, of course, being a shop owner. The Cigaro guys were out there. Cigar was out there. Patricia was out there. Um, Greg is going to be bringing back a lot of PCA exclusive stuff. Sweet. Can't wait for that. Um, you ever seen a Bronx Tale? Uh, maybe. Uh, Steve and Jamie got. Um, oh my god! I forget the guy's name. The guy that wrote and starred in a Bronx Tale. Um, he's got a cigar now. So Guy Fieri was at PCA. Oh, was he? Yeah. Well, he was there at the uh, UFC thing, too. And that was in Vegas, right? I'm not sure. Busy weekend for Guy. Kill some time here. I got I to gotta find him. <laughs> when do you, when do you think the UFC is going to send us some tickets to an event? Dude, dude I hope 
soon dude it's gotta be 291 would be baller to go to i saw this video of theo vaughn hanging out with donald trump and a bunch of other celebrities and it's like i want to i want to be a part of that that looks sick that would be a lot of fun it would be dude could you imagine like just random draw our seats are next to theo vaughn i heard shane gill's talking about he went front row with rogan <clears throat> and was yeah. terrified because the sounds of these guys hitting each other Oh, it's wild. It's absurd. I remember when they were fighting Apex during COVID, and even just on TV, it sounded ridiculous. Because there was no crowd. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Chaz Palminteri is who I was thinking of. Oh, gotcha. Very gangsterish. Yeah. yeah so yeah, fits yeah, the yeah. cigar aesthetic perfectly. Yeah. I'll be honest, boys. I've never heard of that guy in my life. You got to watch The Bronx Tale. Pretty great classic gangster movie. De Niro. Oh. Young oh, yeah. De Niro. Young De Niro? Uh, Younger De Niro. Younger. This is like, I want to say 92. Yeah, not 75-year-old De Niro who was in Jack and Jill. 93. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he's really funny in, uh, is it Bad Grandpa or Dirty Grandpa or whatever? Uh, once Jackass and once De Niro. Dirty Grandpa. No. I think it's Bad Grandpa. Oh, I think Bad Grandpa's Jackass. That's what I think, too. Is it? I think it's okay, Dirty so Grandpa. Then it's Dirty Grandpa, With dude. him and Zac Efron? Yes. Yeah. Dude, we went up to visit my grandparents probably 10 years ago. Maybe longer than that, actually. That's a long time. Have yeah. you seen them since? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's still been, a, still been a while, but up in New York. So, I mean, I was probably 12, so my sisters are even younger. And my grandma was like, so, you guys want to watch a movie? You ever heard of Dirty Grandpa? <laughs> and my mom's like, nah, we're not, we're not going with that one today. Dude, I remember when I was super, I was probably like 10, and uh, we were scrolling through movies to watch, and we found Bad Santa. And we oh, threw what that a classic, on, dude. dude. That movie Not is, for a 10-year-old, but not for a 10-year-old. Do you recall the first R-rated movie you actually saw? I'm not going to lie, dude. I think it might was have it been Bad Santa. Bad Santa? Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know. Probably Mine, a I think, was movie. The Patriot or Last Samurai, which aren't even really, like, they're ours technically, but... I wasn't, I wasn't really hidden from R-rated movies. Really? Growing up, I don't think. I don't really have like a whole lot of memories from when I was younger anyways. I don't know why, but I feel like I can't remember anything that while I was growing up. I can remember like, stuff, major events. but never like in order. Like, no, I couldn't tell right, you what like, year or what happened I before been what. Three, I could have been 13. Couldn't tell you. <laughs> so, somewhere in between. <laughs> so, it yeah, happened before today. Yeah, exactly. I know that for sure. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. Do you know if the birds is rated R? Because I remember my grandma showed me that one time, and it nah, I don't think it even me. had R back then. That was like fifty-eight or something. That movie was. Scary, I wonder if the. Dude. I I used to watch a. I feel like I watched a lot of horror movies growing up. A lot so of bad it's got to be a lot of be, got to be one of those. I feel like. Uh, oh man, there was this Netflix movie on Netflix called Satan's Little Helper. It's so <laughs> goofy, dude. But like this. This dude's this kid's older sister brings home her boyfriend and it's Halloween, so he's wearing a mask. And the kid thinks that the uh, the, the devil shows up in the same mask and just takes this kid around. And they start like running over old ladies with cars. And they're Jesus. talking about points and stuff. He's like, <laughs> bonus points. She's in a wheelchair. Like the kid's super amped up, and they're just killing people. But it was such a bad fun movie. I had to have been like. 13. Did you go out and, That's not even that bad. Did you go out and get some bonus points after that? No. Not at 13. <laughs> I recall being a young kid, like probably eight or nine, and my dad tra- would traumatize us by making us watch uh, It. Oh, like the, the, the Tim classic Curry. Ones. The classic yeah. one. Yeah. 
which isn't even that scary looking back, but for a nine-year-old. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. definitely terrifying. I still hate clowns, dude. That's that's PTSD. You need to go to therapy for that or some shit. Dude, my grandma always used to show me just like the most obscure horror movies. And I think it was like 2013 when a Terrifier first came out. And I was over at her Damn, house. that's that old? Yeah, dude, it was old. I was probably like somewhere between like 10 and 13 or something. And like just seeing that shit. Just absolute carnage. I'm like, oh my, dude, you're into this? Like, you're like 75. Grandma, <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? You're supposed to watch soap operas. Yeah, exactly, where's Young and the Restless dude. at or Game Show Network? Bro, she was the one that showed me all the horror movies. Like, Grandma was a bro. Yeah, good for her. Insidious. Loves those movies. Paranormal Activity. Like, my gra- mom was a big fan of that one. Yeah, dude. She that likes was a the phenomenon. Yeah, she likes the realistic ghost movies. And I'll tell you what, for the little budget they had, it was a pretty solid movie. Oh, yeah. It is, dude. It's a classic. Like, going back, it's rewatchable. It holds up. Like, And I'm not a big fan of those camera-based movies like that. Yeah, oh, I, I love hate them. those movies. But I like that one. And I like the, the parody of it, too. Oh, what was that even the called? The parody of it. Yeah, it's one of the Wayans brothers. Something like that, it. yeah. Yeah, I think the first one still holds the record for biggest profit margin compared to its budget. It was like... $10 million or something. Yeah. And made like 500 mil. Yeah, wild. Outrageous. I remember seeing like the commercials of like, they put up cameras in theaters to show like audience reactions. Yep. Like the scariest movie of all time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For the, <laughs> Dude, yeah, hyping it up. Yeah. But yeah, in the, the Wayne's Brother movie, uh, his wife or girlfriend or whatever gets possessed and he calls his cousins and his cousins are like the gangsters. Yeah. And, uh, God, I can't remember what they're talking about, but they're, he's like, uh, the chick's like, guns aren't going to do anything to it. And he's like, he looked at he's like, I don't give a fuck, Keisha. Dude, that's where that's from? Yes. You have to watch it. It's the funniest movie. <laughs> and even the pastor they call is like super gangster. He, he's flipping through his Bible and there's like a cutout where there's like a weed and a gun. <laughs> <laughs> and he just runs. He's like, I don't know what to do anymore. I'm, I'm out of here. Uh, let's see what else we got coming up here. Uh, I know I'll be at the Osteam event here on the 15th up in Medina. Expected a huge turnout. Um, should be raised a lot of money there for the guide dogs. So they're going to have a team doing demonstrations of what the dogs are capable of. That's really cool. Should be some yeah. great video of that. We'll definitely reshare after the fact. Yeah, you guys definitely need to get some videos. Or you definitely need to. I won't be there. Yeah. But you definitely need to get some videos, get a lot of pictures. Because we kind of failed at that last time. We, we were, got uh, pictures right at the end. We were also we were working. But yeah, we were busy. With the raffle yeah, table. We were, we were doing the raffle table. And meeting Bobby Newman. Ah, uh, That's true, yeah. Speaking of, I don't see any plaques hanging up. I'm not going to hang one up in 80-degree weather up here, dude. Oh, here we go. Excuse me. No, I, I meant to like get a stud finder. I don't think... You can borrow mine. The Caesar needs it, but yours might. It's a little... It's heavier. It's a little hefty. Sure. But I feel like with two nails and everything, that should be... It might be all right. should be fine. I want to hang the flag up, too, but it's a little... We don't really have anywhere to put it. a little it. large. It's really big, yeah. Studio. It's like an actual flag. Yeah, I wasn't expecting it to be like one I fly above my house. Dude, fly in the bed of the truck. I was kind of thinking you know, I, it'd be... I thought about that earlier, actually. Dude, I was should. thinking it'd be like our banner Tapestry size. size. Yeah. But no. You could buy... You could buy... Uh, they go in your trailer hitch. Yeah. You could buy them for like... You could get a dual one for like 40 bucks on Amazon. You're kind of badass, actually. Drive it up to the event, dude. Dude, it's Prime Week, too. You can probably get it for like five. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah. 
Um, do you want to pimp our socials here real quick? You know where to find us. Uh, you guys have been doing a great job emailing us for the fan questions, by the way. Love it. Keep doing that. Uh, I know we've had people reach out on Instagram, too. Keep doing that. I love the official feeling of those fan questions that you're Not sending in. Not just a in. text to one of us. Right. But uh, keep doing that. All of our social medias are at Sports and Stogies on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, Reddit, wherever. And then our email is sportsandstogies at gmail.com. So, yeah, keep reaching out. I'm loving it. It feels more like a fan interaction than just my mom calling me and saying, hey, talk about Joe Burrow. And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, our first fan cue is from the email from Uncle Sean. Is UFC 290, or was 290, the most exciting card of all time? Makes a strong case. Definitely for my recent memory. Yeah, I don't want to get too much in detail because we're going to save that for later on, but... I'd say probably in the last five years for sure. Even the prelims. I mean, there was not a single boring fight. Yeah, top to bottom. All great finishes. Yeah. Not it, even a bad round. I mean, really. even Moreno. Like, even the Moreno fight, he broke his hand in round one, and it was still an absolute war. Dan Hooker got kicked in the head, broke his orbital bone, yeah. and broke his arm, and won the fight. Yeah. It was wars top to bottom. Well, not top to bottom. There was a couple... <laughs> Sub 40 second finishes, but we'll talk about this a little later. Which is still exciting, dude. I it put, is, but yeah. not wars. I put all my money on Val Woodburn. I do five dude. bucks on him just in case. You would have been a millionaire. Not for five bucks. Close to it. Uh, but I did hit one bet, which again we'll talk about later. Okay. And okay. then the follow up cam, um, the cringe fest post Who's the DDP dumber? win. Izzy for calling Drykus the N word 30 times. Or Drykus for his dull, derpy responses is the quote. And I think they both look dumb. Well, I I can't really blame Drykus, right? No, I can't. Especially post-fight. He's all pumped up, adrenaline. Yeah, that's true. He's going to have terrible Gotta responses. Got to make sure you, you calm yourself yeah. down a little bit. But I did see that he said he's going to pull up to their fight in a full Black Panther suit. <laughs> that actually be <laughs> badass. Because he said he's the real African. So he's going to pull up in a full Black Panther suit. It's going to look like that one meme of uh, Ryan Gosling in the Black Panther suit. I don't know if you guys have seen it. I haven't it, seen that. I haven't, but it probably will. Yeah. He's yeah. not going to look good in a Black Panther suit. No, dude. It's not going to be a good look It's going to be really goofy looking, but I'm here for it. Dude, it's, it's meme gold. Because honestly, what would be even cooler is if Izzy pulls up in a Killmonger suit. Fuck. That'd be tight. Yeah. And then they fight in the suits. Oh, <laughs> In the location that they fought at in the movie. Exactly. That waterfall thing. Yeah. Yeah, this might be the, as soon as the fight gets announced, the cringiest buildup to any fight of all time. Dude, do you think the uh, the Elon and Zuckerberg fight's one of the best? It's not going to happen. The buildup's been great, though. It's it may not happen, happen dude. but the buildup has been phenomenal, <laughs> dude. What a crazy, bizarro world we I saw in. Elon's training with Volk, or not uh, Elon, Zuckerberg's training with Volk, Volk and, and Izzy. Yeah. And then, uh, isn't... Elon's training with, like, GSP. GSP, I think, yeah. And GSP's fighting later this year. Uh, he is back in a actual combat fight. Nothing major, but I'll definitely try to tune in somewhere. Dude, I, I think the fight's going to happen, dude. Who do you guys have? Zuck's, like, 13 years younger. He is, but Elon's, he's got the like, reach. 100 pounds heavier. Yeah. I don't know, though, man. Dude, I think... Size is always matter. And look who he's training with. He's training with grapplers, dude. That's what he should do if he utilizes his game plan. Exactly. Yeah. I hope... They both take two years off 
and just get juiced the fuck up. No, dude. I want to see this fight like in the next month while it's still fresh. <laughs> That's true. All right. Call Rogan. Get on the best stuff you can find. Yeah. It's THT, dude. Would you pay oh, for dude. that? I would. What's it called? AG1? 100%. Get them on some AG1. Athletic Greens and Alpha yep. Brain, dude. That's all you need. Feels <laughs> some of that elk meat, dude. Just chewing elk sandwiches all day. Or what's Joey Diaz's uh, supplement that he's always screaming about? No, not crack. His weed company? Not his weed Laughing company. Laughing gas? <laughs> Could you imagine they both pull up on laughing gas? No, that's dude. what Joey Diaz calls his weed. Oh, it's dude. The strand name is, is laughing that gas. It? Yeah. No, dude. He's always screaming about some supplement, dude. Like how Rogan has athletic greens, Diaz has something on it. On it? Yeah, dude. It's called On It. And he's always, it's the first thing out of his mouth on every podcast. Well, is, he's is AG actually Rogan's company? No, he's no, 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 he no. He's a big time sponsor. Okay, yeah. yeah. I've heard them on a lot of different podcasts. Yeah. AG Athletic Greens is one of the bigger, just like Liquid IV. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I honestly think I think Elon will win. He's, the dude's a robot, he's an alien. Yeah, but dude, but Zuck's, Zuck's also a lizard. An alien. Zuck yeah. is probably an alien too. He's yeah. a soulless eyes. Probably has can't feel. He's pain. a lizard guy. He's getting choked out, not tapping. Then he's gonna shape shift. No. He's gonna oh, be a lizard. That's gonna be broadcast on national television. We were right all along. Breaking news. Breaking news. Lizard people are real. Elon snaps. Then the Elon's head pops off, and the, the little aliens just scurry out of his brain. Or imagine even crazier than him being a lizard. They fight, and Elon actually kills him. <laughs> he dies in the ring. <laughs> okay, be be honest. Be honest. Would you cheer? Uh off air. We'll talk about that. <laughs> our, uh, our second fan question here. <clears throat> oh, to answer that one, I personally think DDP's dumber. Because even even Aljo had better responses after his fight. Yeah, because I don't think what Izzy did was dumb. It was just cringy. Yeah, it was super cringe. Yeah. See, I, it, DDP could have thrown something back. Bare minimum, at least. Anything. Yeah. Dude, when I was walking up here with the uh, with this, with the slushies, and I heard you guys talking about DDP, I thought you guys were talking about Diamond Dallas Page. Like the wrestler from the fucking Yeah, set. we are. Shut up. <laughs> that guy yeah, he does, just made his UFC debut. That guy does yoga now, dude. He's not in the UFC. Oh, he does, yeah. He's got his own DDP yoga program yoga. thing. Yeah. Um, so, next up. Um... NFL-wise, who is the most successful pro with the least successful college career? I mean, if we're being technical, it's probably Brady, right? Literally the GOAT. Yeah, he, and he I was, mean, he had a pretty subpar yeah, college below career. below average. There's career. a reason why he was drafted at 199. But I also like your your take. Yeah, I got, I got Jimmy Graham, who played one year in college, caught 20 passes for 200 yards, and is now probably should be a Hall of Fame tight end. Should be, yeah. Yeah. And I got Terrell Davis, too. I said Julian Edelman. I like that. I don't Edelman know his college sure. numbers. I know he was a, he was a quarterback, quarterback in like Kent State. Yeah. So he couldn't have been small school. Yeah. And then a borderline Hall of Fame pro wideout. I think he'll definitely he's definitely a borderline guy. If he gets in, I'll be happy. But if he gets if he's snubbed, I wouldn't really count it as a snub. No. No. <clears throat> Any, anything else from you besides Brady? It's the only Again, one. Yeah, technically, I, could, I, think I could name a million guys that were busts. Oh, great college. Yeah. Poor pro. That's way Tebow. easier. Uh, Reggie Bush. Your boy, Jamarcus Russell. <laughs> what, my boy? Your boy. <laughs> Definitely not my boy. 
Uh, maybe we'll do the same thing for NBA next week. Because that can be a little different. I know you yeah, mentioned uh, a, couple a couple names. Um, so let's go straight into some NFL talk. Yeah. Not a, not a whole lot here on the, on the actual <laughs> NFL side. Uh, Kamara dodges a felony. Should face some suspension of some sort, I would imagine. Probably still six games, give or take. Good but him, he on. should play. So that could be a sneaky pick late in the fantasy draft. I was going to say, going fantasy-wise. Pick number seven right there. <laughs> <laughs> Shane's already got him locked in. But, uh... Yeah, uh, could be sneaky in fantasy. I don't, uh, and it'll give you a good idea of what the Saints will look like by week six. Yeah, for sure. So if uh, if that is how big it is or um, small or whatever. Also, how much would that affect uh, Jamal Williams' draft stock? He'll be uh, RB one down there for six weeks at least. Yeah, that's true. And it may not change. It may be if like he's balling out. It may be like how they used him in the Lions, where he's just your red zone guy. Because Kamara's that dual threat pass catching guy, so you don't you can't you can utilize both at the same time. And Kamara definitely not like a workhorse anymore. He'll get twelve, fifteen touches, and Jamal Williams gets the rest. I don't know. Maybe if I I already have three running backs and he's still there in round ten or eleven. Well he won't be. I just said I'm taking him at seven. Well that's, that's this draft. Point. That's yeah. that's sports instead that we're talking oh, okay. about. Okay. Other drafts. Big no. money, $35,000 yeah. entry fees and stuff. One that's, day, Shane. per pick, actually. Oh, is that what it is this yeah, year? Yeah, so per round. Okay. 35K per Not round. Not bad. Um, so, I think news-wise, that's actually all we have. And then, yeah, the only thing, uh, other thing I've written down is Richard Sherman was on his podcast saying his matchup with Devontae Smith and Devontae Smith's rookie season is the reason why Richard Sherman retired. I mean, that makes sense. He said he, with how good Devontae Smith was, he realized that he could no longer hang with the younger wide receivers, and that pushed him into retirement, which, honestly, that's a pretty valid reason. I mean, yeah, he was he was close anyway. He yeah. was still productive. I mean, but he, yeah, he he realized that he his numbers were just going to start going down, and they were already kind of progressively dropping. He wasn't terrible. He was still a great corner. Yeah, a solid corner. Even that year. But he would just realized, you know, it's time to hang it up. They're just going to get better, and I'm only slowing down. Yep. So, and I and mean, look, what, what a way to go out, dude, on your own terms. Like, it's yeah. not like he's he a Stanford out. grad, super smart dude. He's not a kind of guy that would want to sit around and just get beat every play no. and then get benched and then get cut. Oh, dude, that'd be you, really embarrassing. Yeah, you got to go out on your own terms. Yeah, could you imagine the headlines Richard Sherman cut from like the Giants or something? Ugh. Ugh. No. As I'm, not, I'm not a huge Sherman fan. Out, he's on video saying, the best corner in the league. <laughs> <laughs> he'd so be he's on, sorry, ass receiver like Crabtree on me. That's what happens. He'd be You're on cutting one the best corner comp- in the league right now. The compilations where it's like players that don't look right in their jerseys. Oh, I hate those. Yeah, I do too, dude. The uh, Who am I thinking of? There's a really bad one out there. Oh, dude, Emmett Smith on the Cardinals. Yeah, that hurts. Yeah. Montana and Kansas City. Ugh. Derek Carr in uh, <laughs> New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still shocked about that. I thought he was going to be a lifelong Raider. I did too. Well, <laughs> they can't pay anybody, so. Yeah, other fantasy talk, though. I think it's fun to compare certain league structures against others. Do you have a preference of PPR versus non-PPR? Because I know we're in both. I like PPR a lot better, personally. Um, <clears throat> I, I think... 
I've never been in a full non-PPR. I've been in a half PPR, which I don't mind as much. Yours is like half plus bonuses. Yeah, it, it doesn't really change a lot, especially in ours with the half PPR and the bonuses. It pretty much adds up to being PPR. But in a full non-PPR, I think I would hate it. Yeah, you're right. I have not been in a full non-PPR either. That would definitely change your entire strategy. Yeah, because there's a lot of guys who, you know, like it, it wouldn't change like your Justin Jeffersons or your, you'd probably be more running back heavy. Um, but like then there's a lot of guys like uh, you'd almost want to swing on Gabe Davis. Just he's not going to catch 10 balls a game, but he'll catch two for 85. And a tutty. So, yeah, just the draft. The Your draft boards look really different in a full PPR or even half PPR to a non-PPR. Because that point per reception, you get a lot of guys. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> a, lot of, a lot of slot guys going as your flex. Nine catches, 80 yards, 17 points right yeah, there. Yeah, pretty solid game. Yeah. Where, like, even, like, your Cooper Cups in a non-PPR, probably not really a target. Yeah, still good, but his PPR. He's not his, your number one. That was insane. He's not your potential number one pick anymore. He's putting up 27 points every single week. And that's off of 15 catches and 95 yards. And two scores. Dude, I yeah. remember in high school we were in a keeper league, and uh, this was right before Cooper Cup was good, and I got him off the waiver wire, but then the owner of the league went to jail, so that league just kind of went to shit. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. I thought you were going to talk about how Cooper Cup balled out for the rest of the season. No, <laughs> dude. I, ne- I never got to use him, dude. <laughs> he wasn't still running his racket on the inside. He was never bad. He was never bad, but he was on the waiver. So I picked him up, and then I put him in. And then, like, two months later, the guy went to jail. So it was like, oh, okay. How do you guys feel about keepers? I like him, dude, if I could actually play. And I, I, I think there's pros and cons. It this, will be my, this will be my first year because I drafted my first keeper league last year. Yeah, it also depends on how the keeper's done. I think our league did it perfect. I love it. You can't keep anyone before round one or before round three, but you range from round three to six. You can keep one of those guys in each tier. I don't think we ever went over the specifics of that, dude. He went to jail too soon. It's a shame. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, most keepers, you keep five guys, which is typically your first five-round picks. I'm not a fan of that. And I think in a lot of them, you can draft them anywhere. Yeah, I hate that. So, like, you get... Three years ago, you got Zeke in round 16. And your team just gets too loaded. Yeah, it's not fun. It's, I don't think it would be. Not, not for me, at least. Not for the way I want to play. And what about Dynasty? I think that would be a lot of fun. It's been pitched. That's the one I'm most hesitant about. It's really different. But I don't hate it. You're definitely going QB heavy, right? Oh, dude, you've got to. I mean, if you can get Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase being or the guy that got something Christian like McCaffrey, that. like his rookie year, yeah, you Shit. loved it for two or three years, and then you were like, "God, I hate myself." And then you're like, "It panned out, boys." But yeah, I like just drafting rookies too. I think that'd be a different. You really got to do some research on that. Oh, big time. Yeah. And then like trading picks and stuff. Like, oh, I forgot. That's an aspect, too. Yeah. It's, dynasties are nuts. Do, do we dare do a dynasty league next year? You got to plan for discuss. like 10 years on a dynasty league. Yeah, you, first, you got to have 10 guys locked in. 
I think we've got to that stay here. in the league for the next ten years. I think we've got that, dude. No, I, I like redrafts for something like what we're doing. I like redrafts, it's definitely for the show, the show league. Maybe down the road, like fantasy footballers, if we ever get to that level, then they have like a dynasty league, and then they also have a couple other leagues. But uh, something like that later down the road would be a lot more fun, especially when we're a lot more knowledgeable about dynasty. I don't know anything about them. But I know a couple people that are in them, and it's pretty stressful because your teams are pretty rough, especially as injuries start going. You're like, what do I do? And then you can trade players and picks. Like you, if you have Devontae Adams, you could trade him for like the number one pick next year if you're really sold on somebody. That's so risky, though. And dude. here's the thing, too. Even just in our league right now, this 12-teamer, we're starting two running backs per team plus flex. That's at least 24 starting running backs right there. Who's your 24 starting running back? Yeah, Taysom Hill. <laughs> nope. There's definitely 32 teams. You could pick a starting running back from one of them. But you want to avoid, like, Dolphins running backs. Like, teams that are – you want to avoid Eagles running backs. Any kind of, uh, you know, split back system. Yeah. And then it's that much more advantageous if you go first three picks, running back, running back, running back. God, there's so much strategy involved in this. I've never been a 12-teamer before. Uh, 12-teamers are fun. Your teams are not very good. You're hoping that Johnny Dawson (laughs) drops 75. Then you got to pick up your free agents very carefully. And especially like late in the draft, everyone's gone. So you're swinging on rookie undrafted dudes who may not even be signed yet. Couldn't tell you. You're still you're grabbing AP like just in case. <laughs> Give me Zeke, AB, just in somebody case. will get him. And then uh, the last thing, league wise, you ever played an IDP league? No, but I think that defense? would be a lot of fun. I'm definitely on board for that next year. Again, not for the show league, but I'm not going to lie, I don't know what that is. So instead of drafting a team defense, you start one pass rusher, one linebacker, and one secondary. I did that in my work league last year. Fan? Yeah, it was pretty sick, dude. I think it keeps you one more involved with defensive players. Oh yeah, and actually dude. knowing guys, you definitely have to pay a lot more attention because it's not as easy as just going like Rams defense. Well, yeah, yeah, and it's like where do defensive players start going? Yeah, I asked uh, Drew that. Like, I want to see the numbers as to how T.J. Watt would compare against the fifty-fifth ranked wideout. Yeah, you like, know, how, how does that transfer over? But that also depends on the league scoring too. Of course, yeah. I want to know how much this so if worth. it stays the same where sacks are worth three points or whatever, you would have to bump it up, right? If I do a little bit. Or are your, is your total of defensive players, like do you take away the yardage penalties and the points penalties? Yeah, I think it was just like sacks, tackles for loss, picks, passes defended, force fumbles, recoveries, yeah. safety touchdown. I don't, think, I don't think there's any yardage involved. No. I'm sure there are leagues where you can do that. We didn't. Where if... Uh, well, it's like my thing. Trayvon is, Diggs gets burned and gives up a touchdown. That's a negative five points. Well, the thing is, it's like, um, who do you blame that on, first of all? But also, if you're playing TJ Watt and the Bengals get 657 yards on the Steelers, do all 657 yards count against TJ Watt? We talked about that, too. Like, there's pros and cons where, yeah, they get torched, but Watt has five sacks. Dude, I feel like you'd almost be better off grabbing bench warmers if, if yardage counts. No, nah, I don't think. I, like you said, how do you judge who that goes against? Yeah, you would almost, too much. You, you like have to completely get rid there. of like yardage and points penalties. Yeah, 
which is what brings defenses from scoring 40 points a game in fantasy. To like 10, where they should yeah. be. Yeah. So do you want all three of your defensive players to add up to 10 points? Or are they actually a crucial part of your team too? Like that, you have to think about that. I'd be down for it. Oh, I'm definitely. That brings a whole different aspect. Yeah, I would definitely be game. But uh, yeah, it'd definitely be tough too because like after your big names go, you're really, really reaching on a lot of these guys. Again, got to do your research. Big time. Because we all know the big time pass rushers. Yeah, they get a lot I mean, of coverage. You can name the top five pass rushers. But name me the top five linebackers. They're pass rushers. Okay. Fair point. Yeah. Those kind of <laughs> hybrid guys. Yeah. You got like your Von Miller's. Like, how do you score that linebacker versus a pass rusher? Yeah. And actually, I saw Cam Jordan made a comment too about rating defensive ends based on not just pass rushing. Because he's like the highest graded run stopping end, but not a huge sack guy anymore. So of course, yeah. Watt and the Bosa's and Parsons get all the love. But the actual like traditional defensive end is kind of gone, especially with like well, yeah, they're all involved. hybrid backers. Yeah, like T.J. Watt was listed as a backer before. Now he's listed as an edge rusher, and most teams don't play that forty line. And like Parsons, he spent a lot of last year edge rushing instead of being that f- complete field general like he was the year before. Yeah, so seems like everyone's going the Von Miller route. I mean, it's a good path to follow. Where instead of, I mean, you could do that, but you could also just put them in like when you're rushing four. Just have that your linebacker come down instead of when you're rushing four. When you're rushing three, your linebackers on the edge. But I don't know. Maybe if more, it's tough. You can't really put a end. You can't really put a tackle on the end. They're too big, and. I mean, let's be real. You're looking at your edges, your DNs. You're talking Miles Garrett. Like, how many Miles Garretts are there? Uh, one. Right. But there's no, like, everyone who's big and physical and fast are linebackers. There's no, there's nobody coming up that's that traditional edge versus being a linebacker that can pass rush. And I don't know if it's a change for the better or worse. It's almost making an entire position obsolete. And like creating a new position. At the, I mean, yeah. prior to 10 years ago, what the hell was an edge? Just a D. Yeah, yeah it was your D end. Who's going to pass rush every play. You're going to have four guys in that D line. And it's your standard defense. Want to go to NBA? I think we could take a quick break. I'm down with that. Shane, episode... 45 SNS back after this. Hey, Austin, you've been working out lately? Uh, definitely not. I got to get back in shape, though. Dude, I, I know just the guy for you. Is that a fact? I do. Hook me up. It's all things fitness, baby. I'm not familiar. Evan Keaton, the A certified personal trainer, has all your fitness needs off the top of his head. That's Dude. exactly what I'm looking for, actually. And exactly. he is a hunk. Dude, well, he better be. He's a. Uh, I know he has had a few clients. He's right now working with a lot of older guys. Uh, he has done his grandpa and a couple of his grandpa's friends. And if he can get a 60-year-old back in shape, Dude, he can get us in shape. Can he give me a tight ass? He can personally Probably. train you into anything you want to be. Shredded abs? All day long. And that Absolute is pythons? All day long. Whatever you need, whatever you want. Do you want to get back into your full sports 
MLB trained body. I want to get above that. Well, then Evan Keaton is the guy for you. That is All Things Fitness. Uh, reach out to him at allthingsfitness.org. Uh, email allthingsfitness15 at gmail.com. That is Evan Keaton with All Things Fitness. Thank you, brother, for sponsoring this episode of Sports and Stokies. Go show him some love. All right, welcome back to episode 45 of Sports and Stogies. Going straight to NBA talk. Not a lot going on here, but some shocking news came out. Where do you want to start? Dylan Brooks signed a contract recently that with is the shocking, actually. Houston Rockets. Four years, $80 million, So we thought. Dun, dun. And at that rate, I said, there's no way this is happening. He does not deserve $80 million. And the Rockets agreed. They said... He doesn't deserve $80 million. He deserves 86 with the ability to get four more in incentives. Four-year, potentially $90 million, 86 guaranteed. Do we know what the incentives are, individual I or team-based? I didn't look at them. I would imagine they're individual. But, again, his individual, what do you do, steals per game? Shoot above 27%. <sighs> I could probably get that incentive. Don't become the nation's most hated athlete. Well, he's got to work. He's got to backtrack on that one. Is he the most hated athlete? Uh, probably NBA yeah. right now, yeah. I think, honestly, LeBron gets more. Can you For the know? general the general population. Yeah, but everyone agrees that everyone hates Dylan Brooks. Yeah. If you watch NBA. Yeah. If you ask your casual, not even sports watcher, they probably hate LeBron. No, that's true. But I don't count their opinion. No, their opinion doesn't matter. So among NBA fans. Yeah. Dylan definitely Brooks. Dylan Brooks. Definitely. Yeah. Can you, think you know what I realized? Trivia Tuesday, and we haven't had a single trivia question. Hit me with it. I don't have one off the top of my head. Uh, I do for next segment. Oh. But you want to go NBA because stick with the current yeah, topic? Dude. Yeah, we could pause real quick, each come up with one, and then come back. Sounds good to me. All right. All right, Shane. Who was the first 76er to have his jersey retired? I have multiple choice if you need it. Ooh. Yeah, let me get multiple choice. It's a good one. Dolph Shays, Allen Iverson, Dr. J, or Hal Greer? I'm going to go Hal Greer. Ding, ding, ding. That is the correct answer. All right, dude. One, Shane. one for one. Good start. Absolutely. Who is the current all-time leader in free throw percentage? Steph Curry? This man's two for two. Ding, ding, ding. Holy My shit. My guess dude. for that is always Rick Barry. I Which know he great he, guess. He yes. ended his career with like a ninety-two percent. I think he's just he's behind Steph and underhand. Just behind Steph and Steve Nash. The only reason why I knew it was Steph was because he went on that like four-year run of never missing one. So I was uh, like, "Yeah, that's true." I was like, "Okay, dude, he's got to be." He's been up what there. fifty, forty, ninety for the last three, four years. Forever. Yeah. yeah. All right, dude. Trivia is going pretty well for me Trivia right now. Tuesday, back on track. Once we get back into UFC, though, that's where it goes <sighs> downhill. Tough, yeah. And then MLB, it gets even worse. And back to the NBA news. Uh, Amin Thompson, the third or fourth pick. I can't remember which one. I think he was the fourth. He sprained his yeah, ankle yeah. in a summer league game. Should be ready for the beginning of the season. I think he said it was a grade two or three i don't know what that any of that means pretty severe ankle sprain if he's gonna miss the whole summer league uh hopefully we get a healthy quick recovery there speaking of missing the summer league victor Wembenyama, shut down shut yeah not down. really missing after his 
fluke, allegedly, <laughs> after his first fluke, uh, nine points on two, two for, for 12 from shooting. I see, I thought you meant game two was the fluke. No, that, that's what everybody's saying is a fluke, is the first one, even though I think his numbers are going to jump like this all year. I think he's going to be a pretty inconsistent scorer. Dude, this should be a... Uh, but he is still getting 10-plus rebounds and three-plus blocks every game, which right now it's the summer league. You're only playing against rookies, that kind of thing, G League guys. So This should be an eye-opener for all the players, though, dude. You know, you just have your security team hit Britney Spears and you'll go out and drop 27 the next game. Could be a nice little cheat code. Yeah, well, maybe maybe <laughs> Britney Spears is going to be getting whacked a lot more. Keep hey, did you watch the video, though? Side. It wasn't that bad. No, I haven't seen the video. I yeah, didn't know it, it wasn't. wasn't, but it was still unnecessary. <laughs> and I'm kind of with her. Like, he should at least apologize. Oh, for sure. That's yeah, all yeah. she wants is just a public <laughs> <Yeah>. apology. <laughs> but it wasn't as it. bad as she made it sound. It wasn't like a full-up stand-up. Dude, he won't do it. I don't know why he won't. He it seems not. very petty it that he won't apologize. No effort at all to oh, say, yes, hey, yes, sorry, Brittany. Hey, dude. Brittany Spears, I'm sorry. Isn't My he like 19? You. He's like 19, dude. It's so easy for him to just be like, hey, sorry, guys. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Be done with it and then just go make fun of her later for it if you want to do that. Like, yeah. In private. Yeah, yeah dude, privately. It's not, it's not that hard. But yeah, uh, he just need, just apologize. Just it's say sorry. It's so dude. easy to do. Now he's going to be like, he's going to be like John Moran. He's going to be like, nah, dude, that security guard had a fake hand on. It wasn't a real hand. Now, dude, if I'm opposing fans, I'm bringing Britney Fatheads oh, yeah. to every, every single game. game. Dude. We're getting in his head. And if I'm the PA guy, I'm playing Britney songs all day long. Absolutely. Dude, he's probably just going to laugh, though. Like, honestly. Yeah, he's going to laugh while he's shooting one for 35. <laughs> <laughs> now, what about uh, Victor's head coach? Uh, Pop got extended five years, eighty million. Well, Pop just coached till he dies. Yes, I believe this is also like a front office. Uh, oh, because he's like he can like quit coaching next year. Yeah, so I think to, it's like partially like for front office stuff too. So like uh, being the president of operations or something like that. So you're pulling up the wrong thing. We need to see what Pop's contract consists of. I don't care about Victor Wembanyama. I wanted to see the video of his guard uh, hitting Britney Spears. You can watch that post show. Yeah, we're talking about more important things here. The best coach of all time just got extended to coach even longer. It was five-year, 80 mil. Yes. But I want to see we like got that the... Uh, he is now the highest paid coach ever with that contract per one contract. Um... Let's see. Oldest and longest. We know that. Came the winningest. We know that. Uh, I could have sworn there was something that has to do with uh, like front office stuff. Like it's a good segue into front office stuff because I don't even know if he's going to want to. He's 74 years old. And that's taking on a lot of stress if you're the president of operations, especially for the Spurs. Because they're kind of a not really a high market team, and it's kind of hard to get players there. Uh, when he's no longer coaching, especially when he's no longer coaching. However, if they uh, what's that? What's that lady's name who interviewed with the Raptors? His former uh, uh, Becky Hammond. Becky Hammond. Yeah, if she comes back and takes over, I think it would be very easy for him in that position, without a doubt. Because San Antonio, the fans. The players, the organization absolutely adores her. And they also, they know basketball. And they respect her a lot. 
and they know she worked under the best coach of all time for X amount of years, and she coaches similarly. Hence her press conferences about the coaching job. She's like, I have a championship to win. I'm not worried about that right now. Like, that's the same thing as they grab more rebounds than us. They put the ball in the hoop more times than we did. So that that's a great thing to have in NBA. Yeah, anyone who pops signs off on should be an automatic. Okay, no questions asked. And that could be right why she's not, she wasn't the head coach of the Raptors. She could just be holding out till. I mean, keep racking up championships in the WNBA. Oh, without a doubt, yeah. I mean, that says a lot. It's still a professional basketball league. It may not be as, like, electric because there's not 360 windmill dunks going on, but it's still professional basketball. They're still competing at an elite level, and it's the most elite level that women can play basketball, and you're winning championships. Stick with it. Yeah, I think they're already first place this year. Probably. Like 14-3 and last time I looked. Yeah, so just keep winning championships until Pop retires or moves up. Uh, yeah, seventeen and two actually. Yeah, so just keep getting them rings, and then come to San Antonio whenever Pop's ready for you to come. And then she turns Wembyama into his full potential. <sighs> could be, but he could also go through three broken legs by then. So <laughs> that's a very, very big possibility. Five more Britney Spears shots. Uh, also, the rule changes we talked about last week have been made official, so now you can get teched up for flopping, and coaches will get a second challenge on a successful first challenge. You didn't see the votes, but I'm sure there was no pushback on those. Uh, uh, probably unanimous. Great rules, which I'm stoked for. Maybe there was the one, one guy who was like, nah, dude, we, don't, we got a perfect league. Like the Jerry Jones of the NBA, <laughs> who's against everything. Uh, he has his... He does His pros and cons. He has, he's Nothing against everything. <laughs> Whatever makes me the most money. Yeah, he's 95 years old, and he's expecting the league to be the exact same, where they just are stubborn and don't change. At this point, whatever helps him get a, a ring, he'll go for it. Yeah, that's true. He knows clock's ticking. Yeah. Do they win a ring while Jerry's still, like, at the helm? Alive? Yeah. No. I didn't want to say it like that. They could. Yeah. I don't think so. But he's also, what, 90? 90? I want to say 90. And he has become less involved the past five, which six, is great. seven years, which is yeah, what we needed. Oh, he's only 80? Oh, dude. Shoot. Plenty of time. That can't be right. Shoot, dude. 1942, dude. Jerry's a young, young spry guy. He's a young buck, dude. I guess that hot Texas sun will age you up pretty quick. Because he looks like a rough 80. Let's Gosh. be honest here. He I feel dude. like that's a lot of 80-year-olds, though. He's got a stressful 80 on him. Name a good-looking 80-year-old. How old's Martha Stewart? Oh, dude, That's she's got to be up there. Uh, she's probably 70s, though, not 80. Yeah, but she looks good, good, though. Not like even just, I mean, she looks good for 50. Yeah, but that's that's L.A. She's 80s. 81. Oh, there she's we go. She's 81, dude. She's older. That's the L.A. 80s, though. That's different. It's not Texas 80s. That's still hot, though. It's still scorching in A L.A. A lot of sun out there. No, but everybody's everybody in L.A. Looks better. Yeah. Yeah, it's fair point. Dude, Jane Fonda's 85. I don't know who that is. You know Jane Fonda? Maybe I do. She's been in some movies. She got a lot of backlash in Vietnam. <laughs> I don't have Jane Va- James Vonda history like that. Yeah, she actually she backed the Viet Cong. Yeah, wasn't even did. alive in Vietnam. <laughs> wasn't even a thought in Vietnam. <laughs> I don't know why I knew that, dude. It's just, <laughs> That's a weird thing to know. I, she, I like it, though. You bring in those weird facts. We need yeah, more dude, of that she, shit. Uh, she went over there and took a bunch of pictures in a 
a POW camp, but then didn't do anything to help anyone, and it was just a big photo What's op. What's she going to do? She's an actress. Dude. Well, they used to have people like go over there and like raise morale for the troops. Yeah, no. Put on, yeah, probably not put on a shows. POW camp. But yeah, ideally not There's no morale camp. to boost there. Not They're prisoners. prisoners. <laughs> like, <laughs> either free me or I don't give yeah, a shit. It's like, hey, guys, you guys got this. Just keep hanging on. <laughs> Persevere, brother. And I got to go. Peace out. Let's go Have to UFC fun. talk, huh? I think it's time. Been waiting for this. Austin said he had a trivia question for the oh, UFC. Actually, mine was for baseball. Oh. Because oh. I wrote down baseball. Dude, this we, is awkward. Do we have to take another break to find a UFC question? No, we don't. I'll come up with one off the top of my head. Okay. Uh, all right, Shane. <clears throat> what is the best number of players and participants to have in a UFC 4 tournament? Ideal settings. <sighs> Dude. It's got to be more than two. Four might be too many. Survey says. I'm going to go three. Good answer. Ding, ding, Good ding. answer. That's I'm, it right I'm there. I'm three for three today, dude. Dude's rolling. Man. Where do we start? I got to go with my boy Robbie Lawler. And then on a banger. To not just to get a win, but a 50-second KO. Just to be ruthless Robbie Lawler Man. still. Yeah. Again, it was kind of tough to see him not on the main card, but I get it. But to finally see a legend go out on top. And the video they played to him afterwards of like his career retrospective, and he even he got emotional, and he's like the least emotional guy ever. Yeah. I fucking teared up, dude. That'll that'll make a grown man cry right there. Uh, Jose Aldo's got me. Oh, for sure. That was good too. In Brazil too. No better place to go out, right? Yeah, that was too. National good. hero. Yeah. So, yeah, great to see that, and it still looked pretty good, you know. At forty-one years old, now you can go retire. Hopefully, uh. Live a live a good life post fight career, and then uh, your your first card on the prelim. I mean the uh, first fight on the main card was again maybe not the biggest war, but still exciting with Bo Nickel. Uh, Bo Nickel silencing everybody, saying he doesn't have knockout power, no hands. matter who it's against. Yeah, I mean he threw some beautiful overhand overhead hooks, and they connected. You could hear it over the crowd. I want to see him fight some better competition, but potential's definitely there. He's so far looks very well rounded. We so, haven't seen much of his defense because of the situation. He's similar to Sean. Yeah, yeah. Where, uh, but that's kind of how you're supposed to rise in the UFC, anyway. This early, especially. And unlike Sean, I don't think he'll go straight to the number one contender. That's a pretty significant jump. Yeah, tough weight class too. Yeah. So, I don't know. But I, I think we're definitely seeing a future champ and a future dominant champ. Because, again, he's still only, what, 23, 24? Very young. How much yeah. longer do you think we have to wait until he is the number one contender, though? Uh, it just depends on what his fights look like from here on out. I'm assuming he'll fight anybody. Oh, yeah, dude. He fought Val Woodburn. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we'll see how low. Well, I mean, he'll fight anyone, rank what, whoever. He'll fight the champion right now. Yeah. Like assuming he he's going to fight. Twice a year, maybe three times a year. Should we'll see him in the yeah. next? Especially if he keeps not taking any damage at all. Probably in the next two or three years, he'll be probably be wearing the belt. Maybe sooner. Assuming if Izzy's gone by then, I, I think he's a terrible matchup for Izzy. Well, again, we haven't really seen his striking defense, but we also haven't seen Izzy's really ground game. And, well, no, he has no offensive ground game, and, and Bo is not going to not take down anyone. It's just that wrestling style. You don't 
not take them down. I'm ready for this time, probably next year, Bo and Hamzat. Because <sighs> Hamzat's no joke. No, Especially he's if he goes to 185. Yeah, if they, oh, what a, oh, man. I think a lot of people would think that fight's boring, but. No. Not uh, Hamzat, because Hamzat doesn't sit and lay on you. Uh, he he's trying to finish that. you as soon as he can. He does that, but he'll definitely switch to a wrestling war very quickly. If he's getting even slightly overwhelmed, he'll go to that traditional Dagestani wrestling style where he just drains you. But the problem is we don't know what Bo's gas tank really is. Hasn't been tested yet. So he could, I mean, dude, being a college wrestler like that, you have to have a crazy gas tank. As long as he keeps improving on these other things, as he keeps fighting, which I don't see why he wouldn't be able to do that. So far, he's improved with every fight. Yeah. Give him uh, probably not a ranked guy next, but somebody uh, step so up. You can go one of the top 15 guys, top 10 to 15, I think. I think he's ready for that. I'll pull up uh, the rankings right now and see who his best matchup would be. But then the, uh, the next fight, Dan Hooker and Jalen <laughs> Turner. How Dan Hooker even survived the second round? What a war. Is Bo Knuckle, is he lightweight? No. No, he's Izzy's weight. That's middleweight, right? 185. Uh, Volk's also back up at number one, pound for pound. I saw that. Keep scrolling. See, so going to middle, you've got yep. him and Gaslam ranked at 12 would be kind of entertaining. I think Gaslam's yeah. probably got him right now. I mean, even uh, if you just introduce him into the top 15 with yeah, like Andre Nunes. Chris Curtis is no joke for 15. Yeah, definitely not top 10 yet, but... He can compete with 11 through 15, I think. Yeah, for sure. Honestly, he could probably handle himself against Jack at 10. But as soon as you get into the Paulo Costas, the Derek Brunsons, the Stricklands, the Vittoris, even Cannoneer, which I saw Cannoneer is supposed to be Hamzat's next fight. I love that. So that could be interesting. Well, that means he's locked in at 185 if he's going to fight Cannoneer. I think he'll still go back and forth. As long as Dana lets him. That's true, but it would also put him in the same rank position at 185 as it would uh, the weight class below. And I think he is a nightmare for Izzy. Oh, especially at that weight. Yeah. An absolute nightmare. I mean, he's honestly a nightmare for anybody. He is, but in a matchup like Bo Nickel versus Hamzat, I think it's a lot better. Like stylistically, it's a pretty solid matchup for either to win. I just don't know if Izzy could defend the Hamzat takedowns. Furious ground game. I don't think he could. Especially, again, in, what, two years from now? If he's still even champ? He's that much older? That much Assuming more Assuming he doesn't lose to Dreykus. So if, if he's still champ, When yeah. they inevitably fight, because there's nobody else that can fight for the belt right now. Oh, that's guaranteed. Now with Whitaker just losing, Pereira yeah. moved up. He's fighting uh, Jan Blahovic. Uh, Cannoneer, like I said, he's fighting Hamzat, so he's not going to be on the card. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe, maybe December, maybe January. Give DDP six months or so. Yeah, it depends on his how Drakus feels about it. But it's there's a lot of buildup. They've been going at it on Twitter and and post fight conferences and stuff. And he's since the last guy we've not seen Izzy fight. Yeah, that's even even the more you know intriguing factor. 
That is true. So yeah, Bo Nickel potential future champion. Uh, but back to Dan Hooker and uh, and Jalen Turner. Hooker should have been dead. That head kick yeah. in the second, which actually broke his orbital bone. We know that now post fight. But then battled through it. Dude's That's a warrior. A tough injury, dude. Warrior. You broke your eye socket and still won the round. And come back and win round three as well. And then they, of course, strike us over, over Bobby Knuckles. Shock me. That ruined my parlay. Yeah. It, I wouldn't it, say shock me. It shocked me that Whitaker how it happened. regressed. Yeah. yeah. It shocked me about how it happened. But, I mean, like I said, I think last week I said Whitaker's kind of going to be that gatekeeper role now. I don't think he'll ever be champ again or ever even have the opportunity, to be honest, unfortunately. Love Robert Whitaker, but... Getting older, when you hit that age, at some point you just become that that gatekeeper, and it's inevitable. I mean, he was gatekeeper for the title for like the past seven years. Yeah, he's just going to stay there. And then the co-main, which honestly I think is in my top five fights of all time. Moreno versus uh, Pantoja. Yeah. Phenomenal. Both guys took so much damage. It was an amazing fight in every aspect of MMA. Or the UFC. The first three rounds by themselves, three of the best I've ever seen. It, I don't, it, it honestly left me speechless a lot of Their the time. Their gas tanks, incredible. Again, taking that much damage and still throwing, still still pressing. Doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. And to think five, six years ago, this division was almost going to get cut when Mighty Mouse left. And now it's one of the most entertaining divisions out there. I love the small yeah. guys. Oh, yeah. Even like figure... Uh, Davison Figueroa yeah. and Moreno's four fights were phenomenal. And now Moreno will probably be the first guy to have two quadrilogies because Pantotas beat him three times now. Yeah. They have to rematch. Yeah. It's inevitable. Kinda. As good as that fight was. Go back, scroll up, and let's see the rankings for flyweight. I mean, unless, yeah, unless they give the shot to Figueroa. Or maybe old Kai Kara France. If he would have won his last fight, yeah. for sure. I mean, he's still at five. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't have the numbers, but it was one of the highest landed strikes fights I've ever seen. Constant action. Again, like you said, every aspect. Good ground game. Good clinch work. And just the pure heart of two true warriors going out there. And see Pandoja, who was like still doing DoorDash like last year. Yeah. Just to get by. Now he's the champ. And now he's a world champ. World champion. Now both you boys take some time off. Heal up a little bit. Call up all things fitness. Yeah, absolutely. Get in the best shape of your life. You thought their gas tank looked good now? Give him nine months with Evan. Exactly. That'd be scary. Hey, nine months from now, maybe we're all in the UFC. Who knows? Maybe, dude. Does he teach combat too? Uh, I don't think so. He'll get, you, <laughs> Not he'll yet. get you in shape for combat though. Not yet. And your main event. Uh, Volk versus Yair Rodriguez. Banger. There was a couple Phenomenal. times where I thought Yair had him. Again, Yair looked incredible. Well, dude, it was the same way in the Ortega fight, dude. You look at it and you're like, he's got him. It's it's over now. Yeah. And then you give Volk five seconds, he's on top, and he's just ground pounding you. Now the problem is, what what's next for Volk in that division? Ilya Toporia? Uh, definitely the next contender. Because do you fight Max again? No, nobody wants that. 
I think, for what I heard, Topuria said, let me fight Max or give me a title shot. So hopefully he goes and fights Max, then wins, gets the title shot. and yeah. then fights Volk. That would put him at the number one. Before then, I would imagine the Volk and Islam rematch happens. Maybe. Maybe. I'd like to see him fight Ortega again. That was a really good fight. Yeah. I don't think it would change anything, but it was a great fight. It was an amazing fight. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's next for Volk. I mean, probably not many fights left. No. Nothing left to you, prove. Yeah, if you've got nothing left to prove, I mean, unless you hold both belts. Yeah, unless he goes and beats Islam and then wants to f- defend against some of those guys for two, three fights. Or yeah. lose it again and then walk away. Yeah, I don't know. Go back and play rugby. Something. Why not? Dude, it's just hard to picture him losing anymore. Well, now, I mean, he's getting a little older. Um, yeah, but still getting better, too. That's the yeah, scary thing. he is. Well, I don't know if he's getting better because he's been this good for a long time. It's, fair point. it's not like we've really seen his game improve. It's just nobody else has improved enough to beat him. And he's a really big featherweight. Oh, yeah, dude. He's massive. So that's the other issue. Wait, he played rugby at what? Like 210? Yeah. Like light heavyweight. And he's so small and compact. It's pretty much impossible to dodge his takedowns. With a ridiculous reach. Yeah, it's pretty much impossible to dodge his takedowns. He probably... What's the, what's the weight class? 145. He probably goes into fights at like 160. I want to see him win the 155 belt, go to 170, win that belt, go to 185, win that belt. I don't know if he'd be able to hang when they get too tall. No, not not at that point. I don't think at least. Because, I mean, when you get taller, your reach goes up, and it just gets harder and harder to defend. Yeah, then you're matching with them, and then you have to punch up. Yeah. Where, like, that's kind of how Max has had the advantage in that weight class. Everybody has to punch up at him, and you lose power when you punch up. I'm also having a granite chin helps. Well, yeah. That and the does. best striking of all time. Yeah, that, I mean, that, that helps Factors a little in. bit. Yeah, sways the odds. Um, the only fight this week, there's a fight night. Uh, do you want to guess the main event? Uh, I couldn't tell you. Is it? Holly Holm. Wow, really? Yeah. I thought she retired. Uh, me too. But Who's headlining fight night. I couldn't tell you. It's not a great card at all. Hey, maybe we see the return. But sandwiched between this card and the 29th card, we could take one a little step down. Yeah, that's all right. Because honestly, as good as this card was, 291 might be even better. (sighs) On On paper, paper, at least. On paper, it should be very similar. It's got the potential. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. All right, want to go to break here before I burn through baseball talk? Absolutely. All righty, boys. SNS episode 45. We'll soon be back after this quick break. All right, welcome back, everybody. We are going to go on our final cigar notes, MLB, and then wrap up shop. I have a guess for your final rating. What do you got? Was well, higher than a 49, but, but lower than not, a 51. That checks out. 50 out of 50 for the Magic Toast every time. Was that five for five now? Uh, yeah, probably. That's a big enough sample size to say it's definitely a perfect stick. Yeah, even before tonight, really. Yeah, and I know there's a we know a magic toast hater. Hey, nobody's perfect, I guess. But uh, as far as SNS goes, perfect stick. Highly recommended, and been the stick pick like fifteen and times too. Very affordable. Is it like nine bucks? Especially for how good it is. Of course, I had the Monte Cristo White Series Vintage. 
Uh, appearance was a nine. Very well made. Uh, no big seams or any cracks in the wrappers. Uh, but not as oily as I typically like. Which uh, could be the yeah. Connecticut wrapper too, but... Yeah, the Connecticut wrap, Connecticut Raptors are a little more dry. As oily, yeah. Uh, but still, very well made. Uh, burn, also a nine. Even throughout, no touch-ups. Draw, seven and a half. Little tight and got a little bit tighter as it went. Uh, nothing crazy, but lower than I typically like. Flavor, an eight. Just because I'm not a huge Connecticut guy. Um, good for what it was and what it tried to do. Probably a little too sweet for you. Uh, not even sweet. Really? There's a little more spice coming in, actually, as it, as it burned through. Just too subtle. Gotcha. And then uh, personal, again, an eight. Very good for what it is. Not my favorite thing. Overall, 41.5 out of 50. By no means bad. Pretty solid stick. And if you like Connecticut, uh, this is an absolute banger. Now, your boy won the home run derby. All right. I know. I had the uh, the breakfast tacos. Oh, I forgot you even had your Shane. I did. I'm dude. used to you not even smoking a full stick and not reviewing. No, dude. I ripped it this time. Uh, ripped it. I smoked it about as fast as a cigarette, so it, it lived up to what I thought it'd be. Um, you know, a lot of heat in it, which I really I liked. I couldn't really pick up on any specific flavors. It's almost kind of weird. I think it's because I haven't been smoking as much. I, my palate's not as refined. Um, that's the correct terminology. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. I didn't know if that's the right you word. You got it. You got it. But all together, dude, good stick. I love it. It's not too much to where like, I'm sitting here and I smoke the whole thing and I feel like crap afterwards. It was It was nice, dude. Yeah, unique too, because I definitely get those like taco seasoning, kind of spicy pepper flavors in there. Yeah. And for its size being a good, what, 20, 30 minute stick? Yeah. Can't go wrong. I don't like that. Um, I'm going to ask this to both of you because Shane, it's not really fair to give you a baseball question. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Do you know the only player to win three home run derbies? Pete Rose? Is it no. Pete Alonzo? It is not. He's got or two. He was, he was going He's for He's got two third. going That's for three. Right. Derek is it Vladdy's dad? Not Vladdy's dad, but they are now the first pair of father-son to each win. Two. Big Poppy? Good guess, but no. Barry Bonds? Never a big derby guy, actually. No? I'll give you one more here. Babe Ruth? Nah, the Derby's relatively newer than that. Yeah, I was going to okay. say, I don't think the Derby the was around in 1822. Ken Griffey Jr. Oh, the kid. The kid got three. He was in the building last night, of course, being in Seattle. But yeah, great showing from Vlad. Uh, I thought he was gassed there in round two and round three. Kept on powering through with his own Just manager pitching to him, too. Great Derby all around, honestly. I oh, love it. Uh, of course, you had Adley Rutschman, who I didn't expect a whole lot out of. Hit bombs, his dad pitching to him. Bonus round, went to the right side, hit eight bombs. I thought he's definitely moving on. Here comes Louie Bob. Oh, yeah. Easy power for days. Lou Bob. Didn't even need win. bonus time. Uh, J-Rod in front of its home crowd set the all-time round record at 41. And then lost next round, unfortunately. But yeah, good to see your boy Vlad. After not a big power first half of the year? No. Unfortunately. Not even 10 bombs yet, I don't think. But this could be uh, an awakening Hopefully. come second half of the season. Manoa had his awakening. He actually pitched one good game so far. Yeah, I saw that. It's he had a great game. Refreshing to see. Hopefully got him back on track. I hope so. Then we should be back on track as a whole. And, uh, of course, tonight the NL actually won the All-Star game for the first time since 2013. Uh, won it 3-2. to two. 
in a pretty exciting game. Bo Bichette had an RBI, though. Sack fly. Oh, yeah. See if my boy uh, Diaz got in the game at all. Uh, he did and gave up one run. So that's unfortunate to a degree. But speaking with the Reds, I want to talk about the fact that it's not a coincidence that all these young guys come up and are successful immediately because you have the best hitting coach of all time already on the team, Joey Votto. Yeah. There's so much clips of him in the dugout with the, uh, the iPads. He's been with these guys since spring training, even though he hasn't been playing. Because no other team has five rookies come up and all hit the level they're hitting right now. Yeah. Yeah. So I know there's been some hate from the fans, as always, about him not hitting the best so far, even though he's got like six bombs already. But uh, the bigger impact is locker room and and coaching-wise, really. But they did lose two out of three against the Brewers. And then the first series back after the break, they play Brew Crew again. I'll be there Sunday for the finale, bright and early, 131st pitch. I think we'll take two out of three at home, which would put us right back to where we were before the six games started. Then in a potential World Series matchup, the Braves took two out of three in Tampa over the Rays. And then uh, I want to touch on my award predictions here now that we're at the break. Um, Some good, some not so good. Uh, I believe it. NL MVP, I had Trey Turner, who's not even listed as an option anymore. Checks out. Absolute dog water. Uh, but Acuna is your heavy favorite there at 3.30. AL, pretty chalk. Went Shohei, who's a heavy favorite at minus 7.50. Your Cy Young Award, NL's your actual all-star game starter, Zach Gallon at plus 2.50. But my boy strided right behind him at plus 3.10. And the AL, Framber Valdez, plus 200. I had Castillo, who's still at plus 18. Bit of a long shot now, but he's still top 15 in the, uh, in the odds. And then World Series-wise... I had the uh, <coughs> the Cardinals yeah. over the Yankees. They're at uh, plus 12,000. Yeah. Your heavy favorite right now? Why well, not heavy? Just ahead of the Rays. Of course, is the Braves at plus 360. Rookie of the year? Carroll should have it locked up at minus 360, but Ellie De La Cruz already up to plus 280. Strong second half? Could catch up. He could. And McLean's right behind him. Yeah, if he even plays... At the same pace he's playing at now. That or even a fraction of it, to yeah. be honest. I think he was the first player to ever steal three bases in an inning. Yeah, the first dude since I think like... 18. 100 years ago yeah. at least. Yeah. Most electric player besides Shohei in the game today. Honestly, probably the most electric player in Cincinnati since what... Votto's debut. There was some intrigue when Billy Hamilton came up just because of his speed. Yeah. But he couldn't hit. Yeah, not the same. Great fielder. Yeah, maybe. fast as hell. Probably JV's debut. debut. Yeah, but even then, he wasn't nearly hyped as high as as Ellie was initially. Uh, Maybe you go to, like, Brandon Phillips. He was a pretty electric player. Great player. Flashy defense. Always entertaining. But Ellie's on a whole different level, man. Do we go back to Pete Rose, Johnny Bench? Probably back to the machine. Yeah, maybe maybe Eric Davis or Barry Larkin. Now, even that was mid nineties. Man, I got to get me a jersey on Sunday. You definitely should. Deli Cruz be great to hang up in here. I want to wear it though. Get a frame, dude. Get it framed. Get it signed. Get it framed. I'm gonna get that Pete Rose jersey framed. Yeah, you can buy frames on Amazon. Oh yeah, especially at Prime Week here. Fifteen bucks. Yeah. Want to do stick pick? Stick pick, Shane. You're up. All right. 
We're going to reach on in there and see what we get. The one and the only Asylum 13 Black. Ooh. You had those or just the Insidious? I have the Insidious. Um, Asylum's actually an incredible brand. I love a lot of their products. The 13 Black's phenomenal. I think that one's like a 15 13 dollars stick. Uh, but can't go wrong there. Anything else we got to mention here before we close up shop? Um, Not that I can think of. Off the top of my head. Cam, take us home. Uh, again, if you guys heard our ad break earlier, get with All Things Fitness for your personal training needs if you want to get back in shape. Uh, and then continue to reach out to us on our social medias at Sports and Stogies on everything, sportsandstogies at gmail.com. And, Keep you know, those fan we, cues coming in. Absolutely. We love the uh, the routine here lately. And be ready for lots of fantasy talk coming forward, especially with the SNS draft set and the division set. There's a lot of shit talk that's going to start. I thought about doing a first-round mock on show, but with three guys. the idea. Yeah. Well, that's why we throw it. I don't want them to know. Yeah, I'm taking uh, Dak Prescott, number four. <laughs> Please, give me Sam Darnold all day. Give me Antonio Brown. Oh, uh, real quick. Though. Remember the Sam Darnold seeing ghosts thing yeah. a couple yeah. years ago? He was staying at George Kittle's uh, pool house until he found a place in, in San Fran and left because he thought it was haunted. Oh, boy. This man's still seeing ghosts. <laughs> wow. It's unfortunate. All this time later. Well, with that, you know what we always say? SNS. To the moon! moon.